welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Global Milk. Global Milk! Damn it, Duffer Brothers, it was supposed to be his year! Global Milk, a subsidiary of Red Pantheon Productions. Welcome, everybody, to episode 53 of Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash, not fit for human consumption. I have 53 toes. Blah! That's a lot of toes. Oh, the count. How's some everybody are, doing? Some of them are potatoes. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so dumb. It was actually funny. Have you guys seen there's viral videos going around? Like, pick your choice of viral video hosting TikTok or YouTube or Facebook or whatever. It's these three guys dressed up in the same khaki shorts, polo shirt, and they do dad jokes. Yeah, and then they do the, ha. Ah, yeah, walk away and yep. they slap things off of tables, and it's just it's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. I can't stop laughing at it. Yep. <laughs> oh, I love those guys. No, oh, yeah, they are fun. What's new, everybody? Eh, same shit, different week. Yep. Eh, still, still a very, you know, a, they're they're adapting very well, but still adapting to a new cat. Those videos are. Adorable and hilarious at the same time. Indeed. Um, That's uh, we're we're still at the point where well, uh, I think I think Vincent has passed any hissing as long as she doesn't sneak up on him, <laughs> or uh, or invade dad lap time, because uh, yes. that is that is Vincent's. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Isn't Doctor Mew the diva of the bunch? He definitely is, and he's a. Uh, he is at least at the point where, like, if she's not paying attention, he'll walk up and sniff her without hissing. <laughs> but if they if they come face to face, he's instant like, get away from me. <laughs> Change is bad. I don't like you. <laughs> uh, but to their credit, uh, they haven't attacked her at all. Like, the only time Vincent has swatted her has been very playful without claws. Uh, so, although now now he's starting to use claws because he's uh, she decided she she wants to attack both of these giant cats' tails. <laughs> so is he putting her in line? So so you can imagine how that goes. Both of them are are not on board with this. No. Uh, but I've gotten Vincent on board by showing him that hey, you can attack her tail too. <laughs> so <laughs> just shit starting between your cats. So the it. only the only time he uses claws is on her tail if she has attacked his tail. Okay, well, now the important question, Josh. Who sleeps with who? Uh it's so far it's uh Vincent is sleeping in the same spot uh next to my legs, taking up a quarter of the bed. <laughs> Because he's giant. Yeah. Uh, and Leia sleeps either on top of both of us or between us. And Dr. Mew just plots evil things. And Dr. Mew 
has never really been a bed cuddler. He would occasionally sleep at Ruth's feet. Uh, otherwise, he'll sleep in the room to keep an eye on us. Okay. But yeah. it's it's just like, I shall watch you. Do not cuddle me. <laughs> cool. Um, and that's that. This is my life now. This is my life. Cat dad I, life. I, I am a crazy cat dad. Well, you know, it takes all types. I'd say there, there are worse things to be. Yeah, you know, you could be uh, uh, a mega person or uh, <laughs> a brony. I, I was thinking more of like a tarantula dad. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. As far as pets go, yeah, tarantula dad or like one of those assholes that has to have a snake around his neck at all times. But I mean, that sounds. To be fair, bronies and mag are way worse. But that sounds like it. Sh- it should be like some sort of fifties like sci-fi comic or or movie. Like he was a normal dad until radiation affected him. Now he is tarantula dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I need to draw this. Oh man, this episode's title just got dropped real quickly. I'm just, I'm just picturing, picturing him like catching his kids in like a spider web and being like, now listen to your mother or I won't let you down until dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Dad, please, we can't take any more of your jokes. Please let us out of the webs. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I was out and about last week doing what I do, which is kind of just roam around and do things for Apple. And I was playing, you know, gotta catch them all, Pokedon. And I actually found a wild Don Dorazio. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> That's so, pretty cool. This whole time nope. I thought she was like a ghost in the machine. And not like a real person. Cause like she is global milk. She is. I thought she was like she, you know, she is everything. She's everywhere. She's Mother Earth. She's Gaia, but she's just like Hanging out in Target, doing Dawn stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is that Dawn? And it was totally just like, and it's like we've known each other for our whole lives. So it was crazy. It was the coolest thing. Uh, Dawn, much taller than I thought. Um, you know, to add to the the fear that you get around Dawn, now she could totally, like, she's she could kick your ass with her bare hands. That That's not even a question <laughs> anymore. You know, I thought she needed a weapon, but, like, no, she could... Mortal Kombat, like, rip my arms off. No Although I, I am suddenly picturing her as, like, Gaia calling on the Planeteers to do her bidding and being like, Planeteers, you must form Captain Planet to get that damn Funko Pop for me. Do it. Kick your ass if you don't. Do it. What would the uh, the Captain Planet, like, the five Planeteers for Dawn be? Because <laughs> it's not like Earth, Wind, Fire, Water, Heart. Which is still the stupidest. Um, um, let's see. Pets. Definitely pets. Pets. Uh, Jason Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> see, I was going to throw a red rocket in there, but, you know, that I guess yeah. that counts under pets. <laughs> so pets, Fiat. Uh, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> yeah. Don likes yeah. Fiat's. Yeah, her her uh yeah, no, let, I'll I'll call it right now. Hers are all people that call out like the best B-list celebrity names. 
B to D list <laughs> celebrity names and then just become those celebrities to fight on behalf of Captain Planet, who is uh, <laughs> the the Ted Turner version of Captain Planet from from Family Guy. <laughs> or Robot Chicken. Recycle or I'll fucking kill ya. Captain Planet. <laughs> I love that. So was it like Parker Posey, Danny Trejo, or you want even like more powers? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, this is this is like Tony Todd, Jeffrey Combs, Barbara Crampton, Ken Foray. <laughs> <laughs> although, although to to Don's credit, probably not Ken Foray because he's kind of a dick sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> Go Don. All right, we, we got on side, a Don sidetrack. <laughs> yeah, I saw her. It was cool. Um, what else? I So I might have to delete this part off the show. So if you guys get a sudden beep, because good news didn't happen, but I am this close to quitting my fucking job. This close. Aw. You see the figures? Yeah. Um, I had a job interview on Friday. And they offered me the job on the spot. And I was feeling bold. And I tried to negotiate for more money. And they said, hold on, let us get back to you. And they called me back and they gave me my request. So God it's damn. even more money. It's what I do now. Driving around, looking for toys on the side. Like I have an actual job, but I'm still going to be like going everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, just a different company. But I don't have the paperwork yet. Like, I don't have the human resources documents that make it official. Yeah. Because then it, then it's real to me. And I've had this happen too many times where somebody's like, we want to hire you for $100,000 a year. Yeah, we'll totally call you back. And then I never hear anything. Yeah. And I get really excited and then nothing happens. But I've had, like, constant communication. I got a text message that said, like, hey, we're sending you this stuff. I haven't seen anything yet. Um, let me check my emails right now to see if something popped up. Because then I can, like, make it official. Okay, I have an email, and it's from GameStop. So, ah. yeah, nothing yet. Probably tomorrow. Because um, then I could just tell Apple to suck a big, fat dick. <laughs> Fuck you. You're playing a podcast. You're not going to notice. But um, I've worked you for 13 years. And making me wait five years to get a raise that was a grand total of 23 cents was oh. all the motivation I need to be... Harrison Ford in the Temple of Doom where he cuts the rope on the bridge and tells everybody to go the fuck themselves. Because that's what I'm doing. You can eat shit. Fuck you. Anyways, that's I'm, I'm going to delete all that out. <laughs> but um, I wanted a long pause there so I could find that spot. They, uh, they didn't become the richest company in the world by treating their employees fairly. No? You know? No. Yeah. Uh, they don't pay well. They're dicks. Well, if it makes so. you feel any better, uh, we just uh, got our our union contract figured out at the the hospital, and over the next three years, I'm getting a whopping two percent raise. It works out to be roughly eighteen cents over three years. My three bosses yell at me constantly. <laughs> yeah, at least They're like ca- the cats. Apple could lick my face once in a while, you know, <laughs> and that's true. You, you Apple, know what? That. Yeah. No, I would. I, w- I think I would settle for that. 
Apple could take a giant shit. Well, they kind of do figuratively, but not literally, you know? Um, so that's bullshit. Treat your employees better if you want better uh, things to happen at your company. And for the love of God, don't force them to go on conference calls where you thank them for their hard work and tell them that their success as a company is because of their employees, but then don't do anything to show them. Right. So I sat on a conference call for 90 minutes today where Apple patted itself on the back and said, we are where we are because of you. And that was it. It's like, thank you. Because thank yous keep the lights on in my house. And, uh, Thank you pays for all the gas that I have to pay for out of pocket because Apple refuses to pay uh, proper mileage. So go fuck yourselves. I'm taking that, my ball. Screw you guys. I'm going home. That really is crazy to me that they they don't cover that mileage with how much they expect you to drive. That's so fucking nuts. I'll get into the weeds a little bit, but like people don't probably don't want to hear about this. Uh, what I do, um, it's standard for companies to pay their employees mileage, meaning every mile you drive, if you're doing a job that requires you to be out in the field and work, the government sets a rate every year and it moves if there's like spikes in gas prices and things like that. And they say the standard you should pay your people to drive for you is like 50 cents a mile. Uh, Right now it's like 68 or something crazy because gas prices are so high. So what Mm. that does is that covers the expenses of gas plus wear and tear on the vehicle. What used to happen was if your employer didn't pay the proper amount and employers never did, you could claim it on your taxes and get that back at the end of the year from Uncle Sam. So I would eat shit during the year, but when taxes came, I would get like 5,000 bucks back. Right. Because I was overpaying. But we had a president and some people in government that thought that wasn't fair and they got rid of it. And you can't claim business deductions anymore. So if you're not being paid the proper amount of mileage, you're shit out of luck. Um, you would think companies are like, well, okay, we, we're going to increase this mileage because that's fair to you, but they don't. They don't care. So what they do is they find a state with a really low mileage rate that's business friendly. It's usually Texas because fucking Texas. Um, sometimes it's like Delaware. It's some tiny state somewhere, Hawaii, Puerto Rico, whatever. And they open up a P.O. box and they base their company out of there and they say, well, we're based out of Texas. So that's the mileage rate we're going to pay you. Texas being assholes are like, yeah, you can pay your employees 12 cents a mile. Fuck them. Yeah, that sounds right for Texas. Bring your money here. We don't give a shit how you treat your people. Uh, So that's what I have to deal with. And with gas prices being so high on average, I'm bringing home about $300 less a week. Oof. uh, Because I have to drive so much of eating shit. Um, so what I've been doing is working side jobs on top of my over 40 hours a week with Apple while I'm out there, I'm doing like two or three other jobs on the side just to kind of bring money in to stay afloat or like keep my hobbies, which I really, they've gone by the wayside cause I can't afford to. Um, and I've been selling a lot of like my personal collection because it's like, well, I could skip this thing that I want to buy, but it's going to be $2,000 more if I want to go get it after the fact. And it's bullshit. Um, and the 23, I got a raise after five years, they called me and they said, we pulled some strings. You should be lucky. You're one of the lucky ones. Don't tell your friends about this raise. You're getting 23 cents dollar, 23 cents dollars. Jesus Christ. 23 cents more an hour. Uh, which is like, you've got to be kidding me. 
after all these years, that's that's yeah. what I'm worth to you, which is it's like a fraction of a percent. So um, go fuck yourselves. I'm out. Um, let's do some plugs. Let's kind of cheer things up. This episode is entitled on the notes, the angriest episode ever. We're just going to rant. Maybe we <laughs> won't. Who knows? Uh, but we're cranky old men today. Uh, we've got the So It's Come to This podcast for all of your Simpsons podcasting needs. You've got Raised by Rentals, which, Mike, you got a new one dropping soon? Uh, yes, we have a uh, live action Wildcats movie coming out. That sounds really sweet. Um, <laughs> you've got Boogeyman's Closet. Uh, yeah, Prometheus dropping. Uh, yeah, actually, I just uploaded it before we started, and the next episode to close out our month of big budgets is uh, End of Days. I didn't realize this, but three of our picks were from 1999. Yeah, and End of Days was the last appearance of the full lineup of Guns N' Roses for a long time on their soundtrack. Um, yeah. What am I forgetting? Oh, um, what's the Ex-Apostates podcast? Heretic Party. Uh, Heretic Party. Uh, also has a podcast coming out. Hold on. Special guest appearance. Yes. Where is it? My what did I take out of your, your backpack? No, I need my Pusheen backpack. Where is it? It's in the bin with the backpacks in the garage. Can I do it after the podcast? Yes, I need you to do it. Okay, thanks. Where are your pants? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know, I, I just have to, to comment here that I don't think uh, people who haven't been parents don't realize how often the phrase wear your pants comes up. Yeah. So. Because <sighs> I say that, that way more than I should. <laughs> kids like to go to the bathroom and just remove clothing. <laughs> and then not put clothing back on. Yep. And. I just, I will like go do something quick, come back, and my daughter's just, there's no pants. Yep. And it's like, where are your pants? I don't know. And then months later, I'll find her pants because <laughs> she won't just put them in the hamper. They'll be like on the ceiling fan, in a vent, behind Tuck the behind refrigerator. The <laughs> you know, it's like weird shit that kids do. I'm always finding socks everywhere, little tiny girl socks. Fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah. All right. Ah, uh, the joys of parenthood. Yep. Uh, show and tell time, guys. Oh, sure. sure. So, while we were talking, uh, I got three things I'll talk about. I got the retro Star Wars. I picked up Boba Fett. And, Boba Fett. Uh, God. Ahsoka Tano. Both Bobby, awesome. Bobby Fett. Yes, it's, it's Robbie Fett. They're both awesome, but Boba Fett is really cool. I love that Boba Fett figure. Uh, what gets it for me, and they don't really advertise it on the packaging, is he's got the missile in his backpack. Nice. That's like uh, a nice nod to the old vintage Boba Fett. It's still there. It looks really cool. Um, it's weird for me to see them with like accessories because I always lost everything when I was a kid for my Star Wars toys, with the exception of some Ewok stuff. Mm -hmm. um so like having boba fett with guns and stuff is just so odd to me because i just would lose everything other than like a telescoping lightsaber or a cape 
it was right. all gone. It was like, give it to me immediately. It was just lost in the sandbox or whatever. So, um, I definitely, I'm going to keep buying like one a week. I think, um, I'm eyeballing the armor next probably. Um, cause there's really, there's not a ton of like newer retro style guys. Uh, so it's pretty cool. I picked up, I was telling Josh, uh, I found the second series of the legendary micro Fortnite guys. Oh, nice. Single card ones at Walmart. I just, I stopped in quick. And I picked up a guy named Noir, who I've never seen before. And he's like an Inspector Clouseau kind of guy. So he's got a trench coat, a hat, and a big mustache and dark glasses. He sort of looks like undercover Donatello. Okay. And it's just ridiculous. Like, I've never seen a figure like that. Why they thought they would release, like, this weird French detective. And he's got, like, a pistol with a silencer. That sounds it's, fantastic. It's just it so sounds bizarre. awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I, I saw it and I was like, I gotta have this. And then they had a retool of the Dark Voyager, but his helmet is open, so he's kind of has like a Starkheim vibe to him. Uh, okay. That's the other one I almost picked up, but I was like, I'll wait. Um, and also because he comes with like a weird sniper rifle with tape on it. Like, I don't know why an astronaut would have that. Um. Those are cool, but what came in the mail, I showed up from work today, and I wasn't expecting it. I didn't get a shipping notice. The Wreckers Twin Twist showed up today, and I just finished transforming it. Oh, yeah. I did see that that was shipping early. Oh, Uh, I wonder if mine is going to be shipping early then, because I pre-ordered that, too. He's pretty damn cool. Um, I got nitpicks like the drill doesn't spin when you roll them on the ground like the classic one would. Mm-hmm. Um, the instructions suck, but it's Transformers instructions. There's a lot of steps that are skipped, so you kind of have to like move some parts around to make it work. But if I could figure it out, you guys are gonna have no problem with it. Yeah. Um, it's more just like which way is his waist twisting, and then like you figure out that the wheels need to go on the bottom, and it's not hard. Uh, I mean the colors are a little odd, but it works. It's cool. I like it. It's got a die clone feel to it. Um, the headmaster's cool. It's twin twist. I finally have a good twin twist. Uh, so I'm happy. And he's got some sort of weird cardboard build of something that I forgot the gimmick. Yeah. Face or something. I don't know. It has a tabs and D tabs on it. I I have no, no fucking clue. It's like a build a base or something. It's just cardboard. Hmm. It's a dumb gimmick. And the packaging is just the regular current legacy packaging there's nothing special on it let's say he looks like a great figure that's why i i had to pre-order him as soon as i saw him available yeah uh worth it definitely worth it um you know the only other thing now is that like you probably want to get his brother at some point but he's cool yeah um, they gotta do a top oh now <laughs> i i literally just checked my orders and apparently i i, I got an email it's delivered today so it should be on my porch so oh, nice. i'm gonna, I'm gonna tec- text my wife to be like can you grab that off the porch <laughs> fetch it for me um so mike other than twin twist what did you get um i got uh the Fortnite bear the uh pickup truck which yeah. i know josh got as well so i'm not going to do a ton of detail on it but oh, i'll talk gonna... about it and i can just <laughs> echo in <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna say like for a, just a pickup truck toy. This should not be this fun. Like it's insane. It's it's well constructed. 
The doors all work perfectly. You can fit figures inside of it with no problem. It's got a little storage container. The tailgate drops down. It's got working headlights. This entire thing with a fully painted, fully articulated three and three fourth inch figure with an accessory originally was what? 30 bucks? I think it was $29.99. Uh, I think it was I think it was thirty five, but still thirty five. Okay, so thirty five bucks. So here's once again proving that Hasbro fucking sucks, because if you can release a three and three fourth inch figure with a well constructed durable vehicle with actual light up headlights and decent paint apps, re- yeah, exactly. Re- and the fig- figure especially has really good paint apps. Um, for thirty five bucks. Yet you can't release three and three fourth inch figures and vehicles for less than a hundred. Like what? What the hell's going on? <laughs> like, and keep in mind, this isn't like Hasbro can't even get away with the oh well, we're paying licensing right. It, well, so is Jazzwares. They're paying yep. a licensing fee for Fortnite. They don't own it. So why can't we get some? Like why couldn't we get uh, decent freaking GI Joe vehicles when they tried to relaunch that retro line at Walmart? Why was the Hiss tank like $45? Like, and it's just the same Hiss tank that we've gotten a hundred times before. Agreed. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's, it's bullshit. But as a kid, I would have killed for just a plain old pickup truck. Exactly. Well, that's what I was telling Josh. We, we were talking about it. It's like, this is like the perfect zombie apocalypse utility vehicle. Yeah. You and need yep. regular, like as a kid, I would have killed for a station wagon, mm-hmm. a motorcycle without, uh, cannon attached to it right. like you know you had that like four-wheeler but it had a gun on the side of it. it wasn't realistic just a regular car like i was always using the dreadnought car because that was the closest you could get yeah but now you have or, a straight-up pickup truck or the foot cruiser yeah yep. well i actually did have i i can't remember what line did it it, it might have been like tonka or something but there was a it was a three and three fourth inch um it wasn't a Cadillac. It was, it was, it was, but it was, you know, a, a two door car um, that fit GI Joe and star Wars characters. You kind of had to cram them in there, but it did fit, but I had that and it was mostly die cast. That was kind of my go-to car that I used to like send flying down the stairs, <laughs> but it also, uh, you know, wasn't made for three and three fourth inch figures. It just kind of fit them. <laughs> so that was the one I had. Did you guys you know, ever have those the Mad Max inspired Tonka trucks. No, but that I were gigantic. But they yeah, had this yeah, Joe the one side of them. I always saw them, but I never got them. Yeah, I, I had one neighbor who had one of them, and I thought they were, it was the coolest freaking vehicle. But I, yeah. I never got it. I same thing. I remember playing with one of the doors didn't open or something, mm-hmm. and I remember it being like hilariously out of scale. But I was like, we need this. This is cool. Yeah, right. But no, you know, I. The, Oh, good. I was going to say, the funny thing is about it, and, and uh, this really sums up my thoughts on it. I I got that and the uh, the McFarlane Batcave on the same day, mm-hmm. uh, both at, at a clearance price. Uh, they, they were like there was like a dollar difference between them. I got the the bear for I think it was like 10 bucks. And then the Batcave for nine bucks. The bear should not outshine the bat cave as hard as it does. <laughs> yeah. A, but a, it's a four by four. Or I mean, a, a pickup truck. But it does. And I don't even like trucks, but that's an awesome fucking truck. It's 
it's a great three and three fourth inch figure vehicle. Like it really is. And it fits a lot of guys. Like yeah. I, I have several Fortnite guys just riding around. In it. Yeah. But it's so good. And then the other Fortnite thing I got that I'm surprised at how much fun it is, is the, uh, the ATK, which is basically like one of those oversized golf carts. And, yeah. um, it comes with the crash test dummy figure, which is ir- He's, he's creepy. He reminds me of like a living mannequin. It's, it's very creepy. Um, but I love the figure. So it's got, again, it's a figure with a vehicle that can fit. It, it can hold several characters. Cause there's, you can seat two of them in there and then there's foot pegs for several more. So you can fit several characters on this and it's remote control, or I should say radio control. Cause like, you know, it's wireless with lights and sounds. It has like little headlights, it has brake lights. It's got sound effects. Like it's driving. Um, and again, I paid $13 for this. I got it on Amazon. <laughs> so it was super cheap. Well, actually I didn't pay anything cause I used Bezos bucks, but it was 13 bucks. Um, I have had so much fun chasing my cats around the kitchen with this thing because they're intrigued, but also kind of terrified about it. So I keep driving it under the table and then they go running after it and then I'll send it back out from under the table and they'll scatter. It's fantastic. But again, proving Hasbro fucking sucks. This thing retailed at like, I think it was like $39. So again, Big vehicle with a figure with weapons. It's freaking radio controlled with lights and sounds and 40 bucks. Yep. I mean, Jazzwares is killing it with this stuff. I, I, I love it. I think it's a great toy. Um, like I said, I'm having way too much fun playing with my cats with it, but even just as a regular vehicle, it's very reminiscent of the, uh, the GI Joe, um, Oh god, why can't I think of it? The little four by four that that GI Joe always puts out, the dune buggy looking thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't think of the name of it for whatever. The striker. Um, it's very similar to that in in like scale and and scope, uh, just without all the cannons. But really cool stuff. Jazzwares is killing it. And then the other uh, things I got was the I got meowsels for the Fortnite Victory Royale series. Um, now here's where I will sing Hasbro's praises. That is an amazing figure. Like, I still don't like the fact that he's basically like somebody's furry fantasy. Um, But as far as a well-articulated, well-made toy, it's a really cool figure. His accessories are great. I mean, the weight bench I could care less about. But again, I got it super discounted on Prime Day. Hey, Um, you can have Werner lifting weights. Oh, yeah. Ooh, now I need to get Werner. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? We need to preface something here before you continue, Mike. Mm-hmm. Hasbro's kind of like a Hydra. There's mm-hmm. different heads to the larger company. Some parts of Hasbro are much better than other parts of Hasbro. The yes. Fortnite team and the Power Rangers team are great. They oh, put out high-quality, affordable product. And the Star Transformers the team is team, pretty good. What's that? And Transformers team is pretty good. Yeah, Transformers has been consistently cool. But yeah. it's the ones that are the 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 big offenders, Marvel, G.I. Joe, Star Wars. Yep. 100%. Continue. They're well, the stupid derp heads. And I think one of my biggest beefs with that particular section of Hasbro is the fact that all of them have had three and three-fourth inch affordable figures that were well created, you know, like had great articulation, great paint apps, great accessories. 
and they have released them affordably. And then suddenly they jacked the price way up and released a bunch of six inch stuff. That's only a few dollars more. It's like, why, why, why are we doing this? Like, are you, you're trying to force everyone to move to six inch figures. Yeah. So that just, it irritates me. It's because Hasbro said devil. <laughs> I mean, that almost sounds like a kids in the hall bit. <laughs> but, evil, um, evil. <laughs> yes, I'm the devil. I run Hasbro. <laughs> that is more appropriate than it should be. But no, Meowsles is he's a great figure, uh, especially when you take Midas's head and swap it out like uh, like Josh showed us all those all those months ago when he first got him yeah and um i i love it so then the, the last two things i got uh be, and only because it was prime day super cheap was the alternation figures i got el ray and the cybernetic soldier now for their asking price like for the you know i think the one was 25 and the other one was 19 um not really worth it great designs great looking figures not the best constructed figures, but they were $4 a piece on Prime Day. Oh, hell yeah. That's more than worth it. I would say anything anything over 12 is a little much for what these guys are. Um, but 12 and under, they're worth it. Uh, they have little action features, which are great. I love El Rey. He's like a weird stingray, like humanoid. Um, he has like a, a an electric eel type flashing light in his chest and then he's got like a super rubbery tail which i feel like that's going to deteriorate quickly it, it feels like it's made out of that like drugstore halloween skeleton rubber <laughs> you know if you yep. can picture those things yeah it, it feels that same consistency but he's got some cool accessories he's got good articulation it's a fun figure that stands well alongside the six inch Fortnite figures and then the cybernetic soldier is really fun, like this big hulking monstrosity of a of a figure, but he's way too top heavy. So when you try to stand him, his legs splay out to the side and he tips over. So you kind of have to have him leaning against something. Um, his action feature kind of works. He's got like this weird robotic thing connecting like a, almost like a um, like a, a weird hydraulic arm connecting to his left arm and if you pull back on the hydraulic part it snaps forward like a power punch and it's like that works okay and then he's got as i showed you guys in, in the video that god-awful light and sound thing where it's just it's nightmare fuel it's the worst sound ever <laughs> it's just like this high-pitched screeching that goes on for way too long so i need to take his battery out because i keep moving him and accidentally hitting the button I wonder if there's any any way to deactivate just the sound. Yeah, that, I mean, because the lights are great. The light up eyes are cool. Um, although because of that, he can't move his head. It's like like a hollow shell over the lights and um, his weapons. While really cool, he can only effectively hold one of them. He has this like giant laser cannon that he can hold well. But then he has this massive Gatling gun and you can't position his arms in a way to really hold it like he's going to be using it. You could only kind of have him holding it in front of him at an impossible angle to use. And then he comes with a combat knife that doesn't fit in his hand. But the combat knife fits in Meowsel's hand, so it works. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got. A long, long-winded rant for a bunch of Fortnite and random toys. 
And I will continue on with the, the trend and go right into some Fortnite. Because as I mentioned uh, last week, uh, I got a Fortnite four pack on super clearance at Ross. Oh yeah. Uh, it was the, it was the dark or I guess possessed squad. I think, I think the idea looking at their design is they're supposed to be like infected with that cube thing. Oh, okay. Because they have the same symbols all over them. Gotcha. Which is, which is kind of a cool concept. So it's like, I got a set of possessed figures. I got the uh, the same set, and yeah, they're awesome, and I agree. Um, I think Jonesy is the weakest of them, which uh, even he is cool. He's just the weakest of them, because he's basically just like basic possessed dude. Right. Do you uh, just feel but- like Jonesy is just the weakest character in Fortnite in general? I don't know. I kind of like crazy bearded Jonesy. See, I that's uh, yeah. what I was going to say. I was going to say yes and no, because... Well, while he is kind of a weak design overall, you can never say no to just like a basic guy in a suit. Yeah, he, yeah. he's he's Fortnite's Duke. That's why I look at him. I'm just like bland white dude, yeah. like regular OG Jonesy, not like special agent Jonesy or like hobo Josie. But like regular Jonesy, I always just pass on because I'm like, yeah. yeah, anyways. But, I, but, you know, I really like having a, a Special Agent Jonesy and this Possessed Jonesy. I think that's a cool, because, hey, now I can have him get possessed. Right. Uh, it also comes with uh, Raptor, who uh, is ba- really just looks like a G.I. Joe. He's got, like, the hood with the open eye, eye head. Uh, he looks kind of like Beachhead, but different colors. Oh, I know which one you're talking about, yeah. Uh, but his his eyes are blank white, and uh, and he's got like a weird, almost jack o' lanternish face, like scrawled over the mask. Nice, really, really cool figure. Um, and then tied for the coolest are the dark red knight, uh, who just has. She is further example of just like Fortnite three and three fourth inch figures from. Jazzwares have some of the most amazing sculpting and deco for the price point. Yeah. Uh, and she is no exception. Like the work on her chain mail all over her, like shoulders and arms is fucking great. And the way they have the joint sitting under the head, uh, under the helmet works so well for action poses. Uh, and then finally comes with dark wild card. Uh, who's basically just like a guy in a suit with a blank mask on. And I'm a sucker for any of the suited guys, especially if they're wearing just like those cool blank face masks. Yeah, absolutely. I love those. They're just perfect uh, henchmen. So I got I got that. They are uh, they're an awesome pack. I have not gotten them in yet, but I did pull the trigger on Leech and Snout Spout. They're supposed to be here Wednesday. So, uh, are you done, I'm, Josh? I'm very Sorry. excited. No, no, not yet. Oh. I also, I also got. Um, uh, now, this is only interesting because you remember me talking about the uh, off-brand Lego aquarium that I got. Yeah, yeah. 
Now that came in a, like a really nice box. You could tell that like it was a company trying to be like, hey, look, we're a viable option. Like we're nice. We've got, look at our nice box. Look at our nice instructions. Um, thanks to Prime Day, I ordered a, a different off-brand Lego set. I got a, a modular music shop that I've been kind of on the fence about. I'm like, I want it. I kind of want it. I'm going to wait till Prime Day, see if there's a discount. Drops down in price 20 bucks, so it was 80 instead of 100 Nice. Uh, it's got like 3,500 pieces. Awesome. That's a lot of parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and it looks like a really, really cool set. Uh, the instructions are really thorough. Uh, but imagine... Imagine my initial confusion opening the Amazon box to reveal another kind of crappy brown box. Oh. And then I open the crappy brown box, and it's just full of numbered bags, instructions, and a sticker sheet. (laughs) And it was totally just like, okay, yeah, so this is just like, this is just like a, a knockoff brick maker, just not caring about any of the frills. Here's the bricks. Here's the instructions. Have fun. <laughs> you make brick now. Go. <laughs> but, uh, but it looks, it really, it looks like a very interesting build. So I'm excited to build that. Uh, and then I will round it out by, I just thought it was worth noting because of the ridiculous packaging. <laughs> uh, and I'll round it out with like the, the real, I think the real star of the show. Um, Despite not liking the price point, I went ahead and pulled the trigger on the deluxe vintage collection Boba Fett. Uh, I keep keep wanting to do it. You know, you know what I did to justify it a little bit? Hmm. Uh, I haven't opened it yet, but at the same time, I, I grabbed the, um, Fortnite, uh, Jazzwares inverted skull trooper three and three fourth inch. Oh yeah. yeah. I like Uh, that. That comes with one of the supply crates. Yep, I and, have him uh, on my desk right now. It's on Amazon for I think five oh three. Mm-hmm. So that put together with Boba Fett and you know, kind of mentally splitting the price between the two, it's like, okay, okay, that's a little better. <laughs> yeah, I could justify that too. Um that's that's the way I justified it. Uh that being said, holy shit, this Boba Fett. This is probably now I was really impressed with how good both uh, Bo-Katan and Ahsoka looked. Mm -hmm. The face sculpt or print or however they did this head sculpt for Tamara Morrison as Boba Fett. Holy shit. It might be one of the nicest uh, faces I've seen on a Hasbro three and three fourth inch. It's it it is impeccable. The all of the photos you see of him, like that's not just a painted sample. That's how the head looks. Uh in person, in hand. It looks that good. Damn. Um and the helmet is a traditional helmet. And just the way it should be for Boba Fett, it's slightly oversized, so it looks just right when you put it on him. And nice. it does and it holds really well. Like it's it's a little loose. Like you can see it wobble around if you push it with your finger. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not gonna. You can hold them upside down and shake them, and it's not coming off. Like it's not just like loose enough to fall off his head. Um, and so it's big enough to sit on and look proper. Like you know how Boba Fett's helmet looks slightly big, 
Right. And a lot of the time the figures get it wrong because they, you know, uh, it's the head. Yeah. And they, 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 and they, they don't, don't sculpt it as a helmet. Exactly. Uh, and because it is a slightly oversized actual helmet with the helmet on, he looks okay, perfect. Uh, and, you know, because this is the Book of Boba Fett version, he has the uh, the little cloth black skirt and a lot of the armor is black. Uh, so it's very black, yellow and green mm-hmm. uh, with pops of that, like, kind of burgundy red. But I. Uh, man, he's impressive. He comes with uh, his helmet. His traditional Boba Fett blaster. I don't know what it's called. The big, uh, the big blaster rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that Boba Fett always has. Is uh, it sh- is sawed off? Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he has a working side holster for his pistol, and includes a pistol. He, of course, has Boba Fett's jetpack uh, with removable missile that has a little like blast effect on it that just sits right in the the center of the uh, the jetpack. Nice. So as soon as you pull it out, it looks like it's like firing out of his jetpack. That's cool. Um, he also comes with two blast effects that fit on his jet thrusters. They have little lips on them, so they plug in really, really well. Uh, and he also comes with, this was my my really, I was very amused when I got got him out of the package because all of the the promo shots show him coming with two damaged stormtrooper helmets which to be fair just look like you know damage paint on a couple of stormtrooper helmets from afar mm-hmm. no they're two full ball jointed stormtrooper heads for a 3 and 3 fourth inch figure that still have the barbell ball joint in the main part of the head <laughs> Like so, he they, comes with two decapitated heads. Yeah, he comes. He comes with two like heads, <laughs> complete with the barbell ball joint still in the head. Oh, that's which, fantastic! Which is a really freaking odd choice, um, because it. I, why? Why does it come with heads? <laughs> I kind of love that it does. Uh, that I, being said. I was absolutely wrong, and it is not damaged paint apps. They are two completely unique sculpts. Uh, and I did do a little digging, like poking around to see if uh, any other stormtroopers share these like damaged head sculpts. Mm-hmm. And I'm not seeing any current release troopers with these head sculpts. So these are two completely unique helmet sculpts with completely unique damage on both of them. Nice. And that's that's kind of neat. So if you've got this and three and three fourth inch current stormtroopers, you can make them damaged. They just have to have that proper ball joint. Which I assume any of the modern stormtroopers would. Uh, yes. And they do they do also fit uh, the the ball joint on Boba Fett's neck, so you can give them a stormtrooper head. <laughs> nice. But man, I'm. Uh, now, now comes the negative part about him. His retail price is twenty seven ninety nine. Uh, yeah, he does come in awesome retro packaging. Uh, it's really well done. Uh, it's it's very much like the classic Kenner boxes with like toy photography on the front. It's got a fake little burst sticker. It's actually printed on there. 
uh, highlighting the removable missile. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really it's really pretty well done packaging. Uh, he's inside, just strapped in, kind of like the Fortnite figures without the windows. All of his accessories are in the little paper satchels. Right. Um, as much as I love him, that's still an obscene price. Man, this this guy as a deluxe in that specialty packaging should be $19.99 at most. And even that I feel like is a stretch. The only reason I'm willing to give him like that high of a price point personally mm. is because it's got an impeccable <clears throat> likeness, awesome accessories, everything like it is probably one of the most quality figures I've I've felt from Hasbro in a long time. Um and it's got not drop but ball joint hips. So it all like when you're holding him in hand, he almost has a G.I. Joe feel to him. Oh, good. He's uh, he's a like I want he's, him. He's a really, really solid figure. Uh I feel like he should still be like eight bucks cheaper than he is because, you know, that price point with the other box deluxe figures like this mm-hmm. is a little more, as much as I still find it obscene, it's a little easier to stomach with the other deluxes because you've got like Ahsoka with some weird force owl and exclusive cloak her lightsabers, a blaster, Grogu, and an accessory for Grogu. Yeah. Uh, the Stormtrooper exclusive has, like, a full E-Web cannon and blast effects and explosion effects. Boba Fett has his jetpack, jet blast effects, and two Stormtrooper helmets. It just straight up is too much yeah, money. That much. No, no, no. And and okay, yeah, the way they lay it out on the back of the packaging, like the way it's laid out on the back of packaging is basically advertising like, look, you get a Boba Fett figure with the accessories of his two blasters, two stormtrooper helmets, his helmet, his jetpack, the rocket for his jetpack, and two blast effects for his jetpack. So the way Hasbro is trying to justify it is like, look, you're getting counting them up now. You're getting Boba Fett with nine accessories. In reality, you're never going to pack Boba Fett without his helmet, his blasters and jetpack. No, because it's not Boba Fett. Exactly. He he comes with the Stormtrooper helmets and jetpack blast effects. Those are the accessories. Everything else is standard Boba Fett. Don't try and say otherwise, Hasbro. Yeah. Um, but man, I don't regret buying him. Even at the price, I don't regret buying him because he's one of the best Boba Fett. I, I would put him on par with um, the first release vintage collection Boba Fett. From like okay. the mid-2000s when they first did the vintage style cards. Yeah. That like damn near perfect Boba Fett they released on that in that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is on par with that. I mean, it, it looks like a gorgeous figure, but it, that's, that price is hard to get around. It feels like a figure I 
have had for a long time because of how nice it is. Like, it doesn't feel like it should be modern. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad to say that, like, you know, we're, we're talking about modern figures should be better than vintage figures, but they're just not. No. <sighs> it's it's just Hasbro's fault. So, guys, special announcement. New feature on the show. The Mike forgot to mention he bought it segment. Brought to you by <laughs> Jerry's Closet. Located at 11167 Big Tree Road, East Aurora, New York. 14052. Come on down and see Sam. Tell her you want some board games because they're on sale. I forgot to mention... I picked up Leech and um, Snout's about got lucky and I found a fresh case at Target. They're awesome. I haven't opened Snout's about yet. He looks great, but I had to play with Leech. Not as great as Mantena, but he's exactly what he should be. So he's got suction cup mouth. It works. His suction cup hands and feet work. It doesn't have the stopper in the back that the old one had. To create perfect suction on the mouth, but it works oh. fine. Remember that feature that was like, I think yeah. that's what it was. It was that's just there. exactly what it was. It made like a vacuum. Yep. Um, and the crossbow doesn't have the wider grip to fit his wrists oh. that the old one had. Be careful. But I never use the crossbow on leech. He's always just sucking the life out of everybody with the suction cup hands, or yeah. crushing their heads, or giving them hickeys. And then sending him home to their parents. <laughs> so forgot that I forgot to mention that I got that because I got it literally uh, right after the last podcast and I kind of forgot about it. So again, that's the Mike forgot to mention it purchase of the week brought to you by Jerry's Closet located in East Aurora, New York's flea market. Check it out, guys. As I promised last week, we're going to get Werner. And we're going to get him to say the most horrible fucking shit possible. Do you guys, uh, you ready? Josh, can oh, you yeah. find him? Is he hanging around? Oh, he's always hanging around. He's, he's, he's always here. It's like a little bird on the shoulder. Fire him up, you know, he's, let him know he's about. Like, he's, he's like, he's like Black Noir's cartoon friends. <laughs> there you go. Get him angry, get him saucy, poke him with the stick, and unleash him on the world. We'll be right back, guys, and enjoy Werner's thoughts for today. Oh, hello, friends. I'm so glad you could join me for what is hopefully the first of many editions of what I'll affectionately call Werner's woes because they are about things that I find woeful in this terrible world of ours. Up today, we shall talk about the ungodly length of the receipts you're given at establishments such as CVS. I've simply bought a packet of gum. I don't need a receipt that I can make into a scarf for a homeless man. Granted, the homeless in my neighborhood have never looked more fashionable with the different bows wrapped around their necks. However, I don't need to be wasting that much paper every time I walk into a CVS. Just give me the packet of gum, tell me the amount that I've spent, and I'll be happy. I can't imagine any situation where I'll need a receipt for gum, let alone a five-mile receipt for gum. For God's sake, 
I could wipe my ass with the receipt five times over. And believe me, I have at times. Because when you've got nothing else, a CVS receipt is the longest thing you can use to wipe your ass. And by the way, another thing, I hope you understand that ketchup simply does not belong on hot dogs. I saw this bastard eating a hot dog at CVS as he was printing out my receipt. And by the time he printed out my receipt, he had both covered it in ketchup and devoured it. And it was like watching someone eat a bloody penis. I found it so off-putting and disgusting that I had to punch him in his stupid clerk mouth. He understood once I explained it to him and thanked me and promised never to give me another receipt that long again. But I'm sure he is full of lies. Lies and hot dog that looks like a bloody penis. <laughs> Punched him in his stupid clip. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank God for the mute button. Holy crap. The jokes are just better live. <laughs> they really are. Oh, oh damn. Good so. job. Oh dear. I like to put I like to mix ketchup and like hot sauce or like I yeah. See, hot dogs. My standard dog is usually uh onions, dill relish and mustard, but yeah. I will do the mustard and ketchup sometimes depending on, you know, what I'm feeling. So I, I definitely am not one of those people that say it does not belong, but I am definitely, I lean more toward the mustard, relish, and onions than ketchup and mustard. Well, then I, you are certainly a man that deserves pain as you eat your hot dog, you disgusting filth. <laughs> <laughs> I eat them poor kid style, and I just wrap a slice of bread around oh, the hot dog. The, the and, wonder dog. And just dip it whatever. The uh, <laughs> You've got hot dog buns at home. Slice of Wonder Bread. Yep. Good old Wonder Dog. All right, guys. Let's jump into the news. It's the quiet before the storm. We are on the eve of San Diego Comic-Con, where when we come back to the next show, there's going to be a just glut of news about toys. But uh, some companies are jumping the gun and just releasing stuff now to maybe like beat the punch of everything else being cooler. Uh, McFarlane has teased and shown off Plague Spawn and Nightmare Spawn. They look kind of cool. Yeah. You know, new spawns. New Warhammer stuff. Uh, some sort of, like, Plague guys. They're, mm-hmm. like, Necro something or another's. I think they look cool as hell. Um, they've announced that McFarlane Dragons are coming back, which was a long-running dragon statue series that they did uh these new ones are going to be a little bit bigger i, I think that's kind of cool mm-hmm. uh, because i never expected mcfarlane to bring that back but uh they're coming hey guys and- i'm called mcfarlane i'm gonna bring you back dragons because everybody wants a big giant dragon in their living room everyone doesn't want dragons oh buy two they'll look different if you guys want a hilarious todd mcfarlane interviewer segment look up his stuff for the new superpowers toys It's fucking hilarious because he plays with all of them and he's an idiot. Uh, (laughs) I'm starting to think that Todd McFarlane might be on the spectrum. Uh, Don't quote me on that or there's something wrong with Todd McFarlane. Uh, There's more Disney Mirrorverse figures coming out. I don't know why. 
uh, I guess they just they have a Disney property, so they're going to milk it to death. They're... Who asked for these? What's that? Who asked for these? I don't know. And they're not even like the normal versions of the characters. It's not like, hey, look, it's Elsa from McFrown. It's like Elsa with hand that's a chainsaw. I, I will say Okay, some, I get that. Some yeah. of them I kind of think look cool. Like, I, I do like the the armored up tailspin blue. Like, that... I don't know. There's something appealing about that to me. I'm not going to buy it, but there's some that I think look cool. I'm also not playing the game, so I don't really know why they look the way they do. Yeah, like, why... Why would you sink money into it? It's right. like a, a pay-to-play. Uh, it just bothers me. There's um, a, unfortunately a ton of those pay-to-play craps out there. Yeah, I don't don't waste my time with that. Also coming from McFarlane, a big old deluxe Bane, uh, Talon, who is like the Court of Owls, like the new Batman villain, and a much better-looking Necron from Blackest Night. So. The previous ones that were out, I'm excited about this because I like the Blackest Night storyline, was DC Direct, which sucked, but it came with the sickle, and then a -a Build-A-Figure from Mattel, which didn't have a sickle, because they cost-cut it. This McFarlane one's kind of the best of both worlds, and it looks a little better, so... So it sounds uh, like you're fickle about the sickle. I am fickle about the sickle, and I will probably be buying it. That's enough of McFarlane news, Mattel... Uh, continuing to hit home runs with their San Diego Comic-Con stuff has a no-holds-barred two-pack featuring Hulk Hogan and Zeus in a VHS tape clamshell. And it looks awesome. It really does. They have a Revelation-style He-Man and Skeletor to celebrate the 40th anniversary of He-Man and all their weapons are die-cast, which is mm-hmm. a Comic-Con exclusive. There is the aforementioned, we talked about it last week, the Mega Constructs mini Grayskull display set with cel-shaded He-Man. And announced today, let me go right to the news and I will read it, Mattel Creations back in action set, which is three characters on vintage-style Secret Wars bodies. So you get Major Matt Mason, Big Jim, and the one I want is Pulsar, the ultimate man of adventure. What's what's the price on this set? Forty dollars for the three. Oh damn, that's not bad. No, it's really good. Uh, three guys. These there's pictures of them next to the old bodies uh, for Secret Wars, and they're damn near identical. Same I'm gonna, scale and everything. I'm gonna go on a quick toy side note here because it's something I think everyone will appreciate. I uh, and I may have mentioned this before, to some degree, but. Uh, I, I I would buy Major Matt Mason on his own in a heartbeat because I have a weird personal connection to it. When I was in college, I, I did a, a production uh, of a show called This Is Our Youth. Mm-hmm. And one of, one of the items that was in the script, supposed to be in my suitcase, uh, was a, a vintage Major Matt Mason that I had stolen from my father. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, and the... Uh, the the tech director for our college, knowing that I was a toy geek, uh, let me use his vintage in package in package Major Matt Mason, uh, and like gave me a very stern like handoff for it. He was like, "You'll take care of this, right? You're the only one that's gonna touch this, right? You're gonna take care of this, right?" <laughs> and like and. 
obviously I did. And, you know, it was, uh, uh, it was, it was a trip to be able to like use a vintage in package major Matt Mason as a prop. Mm-hmm. But because of that, I, I really do have a, a special love of the, of the character and the property. Well, Josh, let me ask you a question. Do you have any interest in Pulsar or Big Jim? Not really. I'm going to buy the set for Pulsar. Because I have an attachment to Pulsar. Do you want the Major Matt Mason to save money so you don't have to buy shit you don't need? Heck yeah. Done. <laughs> Mike, nice. do you like Big Jim? Because if not, he's just going to Big I mean, Jim I, around. I could care less about, about Big okay. Jim. <laughs> I just like the fact, I've always loved the fact that Pulsar has like a clear chest with guts on the inside of it. Yeah. Um, also from Mattel, as expected, they have a Monster High exclusive. This character is called voltageous and she's like an electricity lady i don't i don't get it she looks cool i don't know what voltageous is but uh mad props to monster high my screen closed out jada toys leaked that they have two capcom properties mega man and street fighter um i think this is cool but jada toys stuff is kind of hard to find like their universal monsters toys never really popped out of mass retail um but I'm always happy that there's Mega Man merchandise out there. Um, I don't feel like they ever got it right. So hopefully these have like swappable parts. I feel like that's the play feature you need with Mega Man. Yeah. Um, Mattel kind of did it with like the grid battle Mega Man, but they didn't do classic Mega Man that everybody knows and loves. Um, Hasbro is putting out a two pack of retro Boba Fett and Bosk. Uh, these retro figures aren't exact copies of the originals. They're, a little off in odd ways so good and bad i guess that's good if you're a vintage collector you can tell the difference between the two um but if you just thought you could buy this and have like you could start a vintage collection they're not going to look exactly the same the sculpts are a little softer also the, the price jesus yeah i mean it's still cheaper than an original vintage complete character but it's up to you but i mean if you look at the modern vintage stuff it's like oh here's 10 bucks for this figure and then you're going to have a two pack for damn near $30. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, um, why isn't it 20? The other vintage figures are super affordable. Yeah. So it's weird. I don't get it. But Hasbro could give two shits about pricing. Uh, the selfie series launches in this fall. Prices 80 bucks or 60. I can't remember. 60. Uh, 60. 60. Where they you download an app, take a scan of your head and they make a figure of it. There's no word on glasses yet. All the pictures I've seen, none of the characters have glasses. Um, I would feel weird having a figure of me with no glasses. It just doesn't seem right. Yeah. Um, I guess long hair is a possibility because they have girls with long hair. I don't know about long beards. I can live with a short beard, but with me without glasses, I feel like Velma as a toy where I wouldn't be able to see shit. Um, <laughs> but they have Snake Eyes, Scarlet. Red Ranger, Pink Ranger. What are the Star Wars offerings? Uh, an X-Wing pilot. And Mando. Mando. For some reason, no Stormtrooper. Which I would just assume is the next batch. Um, because that's yeah, if I had to had to pick one, that's what I would pick. And I remember seeing leaked pictures at some yeah. point. So... Um, keep it coming i guess if i'm gonna do this maybe snake eyes yes 
I, I don't know. It kind of bugs me as as a big dude that we don't have any big body options. Like, come yeah, on, take like, take out of shape Thor. <laughs> like, take that body and just repaint it. Yeah. Like, how about Ned from that Spider Man set? Right. Like, that, give us. Come on. Something. Like, I'm not jacked. All these toys are jacked. Maybe like a stormtrooper with tons of, or I guess like the X-wing body you could hide in that. Give us a Porkins body. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Because <laughs> like legit, if there was if Porkins body or like Ned's body, like you said, or even like Fat Thor, like Big Lebowski Thor, if any of those were an option, I would do this day one. I would jump on it. Like I could even I could even go without like having my exact beard and glasses. Like I would totally I would jump on this. But Skinny Mike isn't a thing. <laughs> So it's like as much as I want to do this at the same time, I'm like, it's going to bug the crap out of me the entire time. Or like, I mean, they have Dungeons and Dragons as a property. How about like a badass dwarf? Right. Or it's like you're bigger, but you kick ass. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be like sad ass Porkins. I think, you know, (laughs) I also have a a love of Porkins. though. (laughs) No, Porkins is great. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just come on, Hasbro. They'll get to it, I'm sure. And that's, the um, I mean, they need more body types or, Hey, can I put my, can you like transformer people? <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. My head on Optimus. Okay. I'll okay. That'd that. be fun as hell though. Oh, like, I would ha- have to be bulkhead. <laughs> that would be awesome. If they could do headmasters, you can design your own transformer head and boom. Yep. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Um, what we got? Uh, so that's the selfie series. There are the three Spider-Man set, which is an exclusive to Hasbro Pulse, featuring the three Spider-Men from No Way Home. You've got Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and uh, the other one with the, the perky ass there. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Tom, uh, it was Tom Holland. Tom Holland, yeah. I couldn't um, think of his name either. The set's ninety bucks. Yeesh. Jesus H Christ. There's no unmasked heads. There's some changeable hands. That's it. And each Spider-Man comes with plastic webbing. Everybody's expecting these guys to come back out individually at some point for something. Um, 90 bucks is a hard pill to swallow for one figure. If you've been buying the builder figure waves, you've already got that Tom Holland Spider-Man twice now. Um, and then just kind of two Spider-Man that look very similar. So it's sort of like, uh, like they didn't go the extra mile to milk this even more down the road and take money from the fans. And it's kind of a fuck you. Now, um, I, I said this in our chat, but I, I've got to say it again. Like, you guys, and, and it's I know it's been a long time since this was actually the case for most companies, but do you guys remember when multi-packs of figures were, like, a cool way to get a bunch of toys for cheaper than each individual at retail? Yep. I, as soon as you said that in our chat, I was like, instantly transported back to when the 25th anniversary G.I. Joes were out and the Toys R Us had the exclusive multi-packs and it was like, yeah, you could buy a, a regular figure for like $7.99 or, hey, for 15 bucks, here's two Iron Grenadiers and Destro in unique colors for like the cost of two figures, you know, or like the five pack of Firefly and a couple of Grunts for 20 bucks. You know, and and the only modern company that I can see doing like decently priced multi packs right now that I'm aware of is Jazzwares. Yeah, 
And the only thing they cut back a little bit on is the accessories. Because I know some of those big multi-packs, like the ones where it's like 10 figures, you you might not have an accessory for each figure. Yeah. But it's like you're still getting like 10 figures for like 40 bucks. Yep. (laughs) It's ridiculous. And I mean, the, the figures on average retail for like 10 bucks a piece. Right. Most of the four packs are either twenty nine ninety nine or thirty four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So there's still some amount of savings there. It's it's just crazy. But every other company now is basically just like, hey, uh, here's four figures that cost uh, twenty bucks each normally, uh, hundred and fifty bucks for the four pack. And hey, uh, while you're while you're reaching for your wallet, why don't you bend over there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's that? You keep you keep your wallet and your shoes, huh? You know why you do that? So you can bend over for Hasbro. Speaking uh, of bending over, Hasbro wants you to bend over for the San Diego Comic Con Doctor Mindbender exclusive. Uh, Everybody wants Doctor Mindbender, but guess what? If you go to San Diego Comic Con and scan a code. Then you get the rights to go online and get first crack at it. So you still have to pay shipping if you go to Comic-Con. Then if you're a member of their yearly service for free shipping, which is complete bullshit, um, then you get next crack. And then whatever's left over, the regular smaller little people get a chance at uh, regular whatever's left over Dr. Mindbender, which fuck you, Hasbro. Fuck you very much. How much do you want to bet? I bet you it's a $90 toy. Oh, yeah, but how much you want to bet in, like, a couple of years, maybe even next year, we're going to get this Mindbender repackaged and classified without any of those accessories. Yep. It's just going to be that figure with maybe his little wand gun, and that's it. Which is even more annoying because I want the accessories. I do, too, but I'm I'm looking at it right now, and it's like, okay, vintage Mindbender is, you know, shirtless Mindbender with the cape and the wand gun. The, the zombie hand, the brain, the skull, all, the little, like, test tubes and all that, that's all obviously new. So I could see them being like, oh, yeah, that was for San Diego Comic-Con with the special packaging and whatnot. Here's the same figure for $20, and uh, go fuck yourself. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what they'll do is they'll pack in some sort of an accessory that's, you know, new for the people who bought him the first time to get <laughs> yeah. him the second time. <laughs> exactly. So the cape will be fabric. It'll be something. It'll be Crimson Guard, Dr. Mindbender. Take your pick. You know, it's it's sad to say that, like, nine times out of ten for Hasbro, Star Wars, G.I. Joe, uh, what else were we saying? It's well, I'm blanking on. Marvel. Marvel. Uh, I, I feel like the, the initial reaction to any Hasbro announcement for any of those lines right now is a simple Randy, hey, fuck you. (laughs) Exactly. Which is frustrating because, again, you know, I know, Josh, you're you're a lifelong Star Wars, you know, collector. I'm a lifelong G.I. Joe collector. Mike, I know you're in the same boat. Plus, you collect all the Marvel stuff. So it's like the three of us should be excited about those three properties. And all three of us have that feeling of this is bullshit. And look, I, mean, I give Hasbro shit. As bad as it is, they're nowhere near as bad as Toy Biz. Oh, oh yeah, no. <laughs> Toy Biz, 
was the absolute worst with box sets because they would make you buy six guys you don't want for one guy that you do. Yeah. And you would spend an insane amount of money for like Craven with a new head, Venom with a new foot, Spider-Man with like a splash of extra paint to get like Aunt May. Which they never made at me, but they do that. They would make you buy shit you don't want to get that one thing you do. Yeah, uh, yeah. like that so, hard to get cyborg testicle Spider Man. Yeah, the <laughs> the absolute worst was Lord of the Rings figures, which oh yeah, I spent so much fucking time and energy and having a complete set of Lord of the Rings stuff. See, which I, I oh go ahead. I, I still think the absolute worst personally. Uh, especially because of, like, the age I was when it happened, was their bullshit Toys R Us exclusive buy six Toy Biz figures get Mojo. Yeah. Yeah. Because how are you going to, how as a kid are you going to be like, buy me six figures so I can get this fat spider guy? Mm-hmm. And then, oh, by the way, next year he'll be $2.50 at KB Toys. Yep. You know, which, it's, is, which is how I got him. <laughs> oh. So this has been happening forever. Um, let me wrap up the news and then we'll just yell and rant about everything. Old man yells at the sun <laughs> um, Super 7 wrapped up their exclusives last week by showing off a new exclusive bat that has toy inspired like a head mm-hmm. with like more angular proportions. Looks pretty cool. And a pyramid of darkness reaction set. It's got that fucking set. That's it's really cool. It's got some Cobra Troopers. It's got uh, Shipwreck and Snake Eyes and like their disguises and like the big robot. Um, it's pretty it cool. Looks so if, good. If you like Pyramid of Darkness. Um, I find it odd that Hasbro's never made that robot. Right. Um, like when they're doing the 25th anniversary stuff and they made Pyramid of Darkness sets and Rise Serpentor Rise. They never just thought like, let's take the Cobra Trooper body and put Shipwreck's head on it. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what they would love to do. Like those Toys R Us sets, where if you're a completist, you're buying like purple Aaron Grenaders and Destro with a different color head. And well, and they even did that with Flint. They had Cobra Trooper disguised Flint, where it was like it was the Cobra Trooper body with new arms. So it was like the rolled up sleeves, so you could see Flint's muscular arms type of thing, and do a complete ninety degree bend because the other Flint and Duke couldn't do it because the sleeve roll was at the joint. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and then it had it had the Flint head and it had the Cobra Trooper head, which was great because I had a couple of those figures and I used them just as like other Cobra Troopers. I kind of mixed them, mixed and matched. And then I had the one with the Flint head. <sighs> Flint never takes that beret off. Nope. What a fucking weirdo. So before we uh, well, let's just jump right into it. What do you think Warner's mad about now? Oh, I can only imagine. He's pissed about something. He's always pissed about something. Well, why don't we ask him what he's pissed about so he can make us pissed. (laughs) And then we'll just be pissed off for the rest of the episode because fuck that thing in particular. Right? (laughs) Sounds good. All right. uh, We'll be right back. Enjoy an angry word from our friend Warner Herzog. And we'll be right back. Oh, hello again. And thank you all for joining me for another edition of Werner's Woes. Right now we shall talk about Hezbro stealing the very essence of my likeness and packaging it 
on a small plastic action figure. Certainly it is an action figure by definition, but realistically, they have made me into a doll, which I do not appreciate. I don't want small children putting me in their mouths or their noses or their ears or any other orifices. This makes me feel a little disturbed as there is a part of me in each one of those as they share my likeness, thusly a small piece of my soul. Certainly I get small pennies for each one that they sell. However, this isn't enough for the feeling of my soul being placed into a small child's mouth as they look for another toy to play with that appeases them more because, oh, look, it has a helmet or a sword or it comes with a peanut butter cup. All of these things are more desirable to children than a figure of me, a man in basic outfit with a small ice cream maker. I don't understand their decisions, nor do I approve of it. I do, however, approve of the fact that I can play with myself in three times at once, for I simply am able to pick up two toys of myself and myself and play with them all at once. It's quite a wondrous feeling and one that can't be compared with anything except for maybe playing with a clone of yourself. This is another thing I must bring up, though it is related and unrelated. When I was a child, fruit snakes were actually made of fruit and they weren't these gummy monstrosities that poison you slowly and make you feel like you're eating burnt plastic. No child wants to eat burnt plastic unless you are a poor child that has been fed burnt plastic and developed a taste for it, and in which case you likely still should not be fed the burnt plastic, even though your very being desires it, the way it tastes, the way it crisps, the way it crunches, the burnt sensation, and the way it makes your head feel all tingly inside. But alas, I should not be talking about such things because you should not eat burnt plastic. However, also don't eat modern fruit snacks as they're poison and they're good ways for you to eat your own head. <laughs> it just kept going and going. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Werner's got a lot of woes. He does. <laughs> Do you guys think Good. you're going to just be that guy at some point? I think I'm already that guy. <laughs> just, you know, you get I... old, you you capture somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not that guy. But... You know, like you, you corner him like a customer service and you just go on a long-winded, insane rant that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> you know, just one of those fun. people. So you know what's no, pissing no, me no, off? I'm, I'm kind of there already. Let me let me tell you guys something about this. We were just talking about this earlier today. What the fuck is going on with the monsters? <laughs> so yeah, I, I know I'm going to be odd man out on this conversation. No, no, no. Let me let me get my vent out, and maybe it'll make sense. Growing up, either you were like Adam's family or monsters. If you're into that kind of shit, I was always a monsters kid. It was to me. It was the better show. Yes, the Adams Family movies are awesome. We can all agree on that, right? Mm-hmm. Adams Family Values is amazing. Um, after the Adams Family TV shows, there were some Adams, not Adams Family, the Monster TV show. There were some TV movies that suck. They're god awful. Like the first one is in the early '80s, and Fred Gwynn comes back. The original cast is there. It's awful. 
Al Lewis then goes on to host a Saturday morning monster TV show for kids on TBS as Grandpa Munster. Then, a few years after that, they have two more TV movies trying to reboot the monsters that are garbage. That's what this Rob Zombie movie looks like. Having said that, I own these on DVD. I watch them regularly. They're so bad, they're good. (laughs) Right. So I see the Rob Zombie stuff. I'm perfectly fine with it. I think uh, Sherry Moon is not doing her Sherry Moon shtick, and she's actually a good acting, which Rob never lets her do. He always just puts her in like a in tight pants and shakes her ass and has her be like the whiny crazy girl. I I, I have to interject here because I hear this all the time from horror fans, and I'm like, okay, she's she's been in all of his movies, but three of the movies she was playing the exact same character which is the whiny, crazy baby. You know, Lords of Salem, she was absolutely nothing like baby. No. All right. Halloween, you... she was absolutely nothing like baby. 31, she was absolutely nothing like baby. Lords of Salem, she's not. She's nothing like baby, but she's like the hot white trash woman in Halloween, and she's the hot white trash carny in 31. Right. So, But everybody this... in Rob Zombie's universe are white trash. Yeah, so <laughs> she's... Evolving beyond it. That was my my first big concern. Grandpa Munster, it, it's Grandpa Munster. I'm happy. Yeah. Um, Donald Roebuck, it looks like he's got the essence of the character. He doesn't look like Al Lewis, but Grandpa Munster's there. And that gets you to Herman Munster, played by that guy who's in all the Rob Zombie stuff, whose name I can't remember. Uh, Jeff, Dan, Jeff, Jeff Daniel, Daniel Phillips. Yeah. He's got that aw shucks, goofy, dorky Herman Munster going on which is the essence of Herman Munster. Yeah. So they got the three leads are fine. It's everything else. It looks off. And like, it sounds cheap and it looks rushed. So it, you're expecting, how many movies has Rob Zombie made? Uh, Seven or eight? I'd have, yeah, I'd have to count them up. Less than 10, more than five. Uh, In that ballpark. I, I think around, yeah, almost around 10. So I'm expecting a level of competency just by experience alone, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like it's a student film or like a direct-to-video shot by somebody who's this is like their second movie. It's something seems rushed, like it sounded like none of the sound was processed, like it's just recorded in a room with no microphones. I don't I know why they released it. that trailer. Yeah, see, I'm I'm of the mind, and this this is probably a, a me thing more than a more than a factual thing. I don't give much credit to trailers because I've seen far too many trailers for films where it's like you see a bunch of great scenes and then they're not actually in the final cut of the movie, or you see a, a trailer where it's like, wow, that looks like shit, and then you watch the movie and it's like, holy crap, why didn't they show us these parts? This is amazing. Like, I, I the idea of Figuring out if a movie's going to suck or not based on, you know, a minute long trailer just always seems odd to me. Um, the only thing I can say as far as the look of the, the monsters trailer for me is the the color. Anytime I see the monsters in color, it always seems off because I'm so used to black and white. So I think a lot of people have those nostalgic, you know, the rose colored glasses on where they're remembering the black and white look. And when they see that saturated, washed out color, they're like, whoa, wait, this doesn't look right to me. 
so the look, I, that's at least that's one of the things I keep seeing is the color looks weird. The color looks weird. And it's like, I think because you're remembering black and white. Um, but as far as like most of the, the the fan complaining about the monsters, I don't know. To me, it, it's it's kind of like pissing in the wind, I guess, because I'm like, it's a remake. It's going to be different. And we still have the original. Yeah, it. Here's the other weird thing. It's coming to Netflix now instead of theaters. Mm. Which maybe is a small, a small theatrical release, right? Right. So at first glance, you're like, that's horrible. The studio gave up on it. But really, when you stop and think about it, Netflix is probably the largest platform to see movies now. Mm-hmm. That or Amazon. So this is actually a good thing. Instead of dumping it in theaters, and it's not going to make a lot of money. Like well, that was that was never going to happen. Um. But I'm sure if you live in big cities, you're going to have a chance. Well, let's examine this for a second, though, because now back in like the mid to late 2000s, when stuff was going direct to VOD and DVD, it was being written off as, ah, this is direct to DVD or ah, this is direct to VOD. And it was stuff like, you know, uh, Hobo with a Shotgun or VHS, these movies that were fucking fantastic. But yeah, they had like one screening in California or New York, but nowhere else. You know, and these were fantastic movies. So it kind of changed the landscape of the direct to DVD and VOD. And then fast forward to 2020 and you have big name companies with big properties like The Matrix Revolutions and Dune and, you know, freaking Wonder Woman and stuff releasing on VOD and theatrically at the same time. It's become a common thing to do. So now, fast forward to this Monsters release. When they first talked about it, they never said definite theatrical theatrical release. They, they said that, you know, it would be announced what they would be doing. And then there was at one point, there was an interview where Rob was flat out saying, like, it'll probably be a, theatr- a limited theatrical run and then, you know, streaming services. But they weren't sure who was going to carry it at the time. So Let, now that hold on, let's get that right. It was it was Rob Zombie saying, I don't know, man, we're probably going to do some sort of limited theatrical <laughs> release. And then I don't know, it might go to streaming. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> that's definitely more accurate. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing, like, I, again, like I'm seeing and particularly on Instagram and it's kind of driving me nuts, the amount of fans I'm seeing being like, Oh, Rob Zombie is faltered, this, that, and the other. Like, he fucking sucks now. And I'm like, name a single Rob Zombie movie outside of Halloween 1 and 2 that did not have either a limited theatrical run, no theatrical run, or trouble getting to the theater. Because House of a Thousand Corpses is notorious for having that that two-year sit-on-the-shelf bullshit. Um, Devil's Rejects was kind of like a flash in the pan. It came out was supposed to be limited. It did gangbusters. And then they're like, fuck, keep it around. It's making money, which is how he got the Halloween license. Everyone shot on it because it was a remake. And then he did Halloween, too. And they were like, fuck, it's too different. (laughs) We didn't want a remake. And then once you give them something different, everyone lost their fucking mind. Uh, Spook Show International was direct to DVD. Freaking Lords of Salem, I had to look all over for a place around here that was playing it because it was only so many screens across the country. 31 was freaking 
a Kickstarter. Basically, it was, it was a um, crowdfunded movie. And he even said at the start, he's like, the only way this movie is going to get off the ground is it has to be crowdfunded because no studio was interested in the film. They were like, it's torture porn. We don't want it. And then eventually, once he got it off the ground, it's like, oh, yeah, we can shop it around and do a movie release here and there, kind of like how Kevin Smith does, where he takes his movies around the country and it's like, hey, we're going to rent out this theater and show Red State. You know, that's kind of what they did with 31. Then Three From Hell, everyone was shitting on it before it even came out. It was in theaters for like a day. (laughs) So now everyone's surprised that the Munsters is going to Netflix. I'm like, I feel like that's the biggest release he's had ever. Just wait until you guys hear the special laugh track I made for the moment where Grandpa Munster teabags Herman. (laughs) (laughs) Where where Grandpa Munster meets Dr. Satan. So... I have another question for you guys then. I have concerns. Yeah. Can Rob (laughs) Zombie be funny in a PG fashion? Uh, Because this trailer, I don't know. See, here's the thing. I, I I have two thoughts on this. Number one, do we find PG stuff funny in our grizzled, old, curmudgeonly ways now? Because I I would... Laugh at all the goofy, dumb shit in the monsters. Okay, but is that nostalgia or is it you actually find it funny? Like, if you were to turn on like Teen Disney and watch that kind of caliber comedy with the slapstick, and uh, would you still be laughing or would you be looking at and being like, "This fucking kids don't know comedy"? Well, no, because that's all that plays in my house. Ninety percent of the day, I have no choice. It's you know, either laugh at it or leap out a window. I will I will go ahead, I will go ahead and say that as far as the trailer goes I think on it, honestly the moment uh it cuts to the montage over top of the theme song mm-hmm. that section of the trailer I was like yeah okay I'm sold here yeah it was everything else it was like what the fuck like which and, is a story of true love where it's like this isn't a right this doesn't sound like the right voiceover and I'm right. one. I'm wondering if uh, again, like I, I'm really thinking if maybe, maybe it's just a case of like a lot of that was done just for the trailer, and it that is not what the final movie looks like. I hope so. Like that's what I'm hoping is that it gets some work. I I have faith in it because again, and and I know I'm a Rob Zombie apologist. I like all of his movies. Now, I'm not going to say that they're by any means like masterpieces or other than The Devil's Rejects. That I will I will hold up. But all of his movies, I always enjoy. Even Spook Show International, which I think is the, the weakest of the bunch. What is Spook um, Show International? That's the, the one with... Um, uh, or no, I'm sorry. You know what? I keep calling Spook Show. That was the it's comic book that it was based on. Haunted, Haunted World, World of El Superbisto. Yeah, that's because okay. that was based on the comic that he he wrote called Spook Show International. That's where El Superbisto came from. Um, so I was thinking the fucking comic. But yeah, Haunted World of El Superbisto. It's it's weak. I mean, it has its moments like its little song about masturbating to animation is really funny. Um, but overall, it's like whatever. The rest of his films I really like. So I'm definitely excited to watch it. 
Um, do I think it's going to be this great revival of the monsters? No, because I don't think any of the monsters revivals were fantastic. I think all of them paled in comparison. But that, again, that's that goes into the remake rant that I've had on Boogeyman's Closet a thousand times. It's a fucking remake. Unless they take away the original from us, we don't have to love it. <laughs> you yeah. know, we can just be like, eh, OK, good effort and move on. And unfortunately, this is coming out almost right around the exact same time as the Wednesday Addams TV show, which I think is going to overshadow the monsters. I think Netflix is trying to capitalize on that. Honestly, I mean, like Netflix has a severe lack of any kind of dark horror stuff. Yeah. So great. Get it all. Put it out in Halloween. That's awesome. And the cool thing about Netflix is we'll just watch it all. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think honestly, from a business standpoint, I think that was a smart move for Netflix because now you're not splitting your viewership. Like if, if Peacock had have had the monsters, they would have been like, oh, well, you know, we're, we can we're now we're competing against the monsters with our Wednesday Adam show. But if we have the monsters now, we're bo- they're either way. They're fucking subscribing to us and watching our platform. Yeah. So now I, now I they can be like, hey, check it out. We're the Halloween streaming platform. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's going to be shorter. Um let me tell Which, you guys, I just can't wait to get to my next movie. It's going to be the real pinnacle of horror. I've done a collaboration with my good pal, Randy Newman. We're making a movie called Short People about those devilish little bastards. <laughs> <laughs> wait till you hear the Rob Zombie cover of Short People. Oh, I want that to happen so bad now. He mentioned once that he wanted to. Hey, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Yeah. you gotta have the yeah yeah i i don't i think i've told this before but i will never for i will never forgive (laughs) i won't i won't say his name on the show but one of my friends told me that he can't stand rob zombie because he says yeah every like other word like no he doesn't and then i started listening (laughs) to freaking hellbilly deluxe and i'm like you son of a bitch! <laughs> like, because it is—it's so bad. He says it constantly. Well, that's what makes it a deluxe. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it were just standard, it wouldn't include all the yes. The, the the deluxe is the amount of yes. Have you have you guys heard the Richard Cheese cover of More Human Than Human? Oh yes, I fucking love it every time because he he's like yeah, uh huh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, I love Richard Cheese. Me too. So, guys, because it's the angry episode this week, I would be amiss if I didn't ask you what's something that's go- what's something that's toy related that we haven't mentioned before. Like, yes, Hasbro fucking sucks. What's something <laughs> else you just fucking hate in toys? I got um, one that uh, I, I just I, I see it and I want to punch a clown. <laughs> go for it. Fucking Playmobil. Really? I can't wrap my head around fucking Playmobil. Like, it's not Legos. What is it? I also like Playmobil. I I grew up with Playmobil, though. Same. Yeah, me too. It just, it reeks of, like, my parents won't let me have violent toys. I have Playmobil. Like, they're only sold in specialty toy stores where it's like we have wooden trains (laughs) and Playmobil. I feel like they were starter action figures. Um, cause I know I had them when I was really little and 
because they were around, even when I had like G.I. Joe's and Star Wars, like I would occasionally play it because I had some Playmobil Knights and I would just occasionally play with them just because they were, you know, shiny vac metal armor and they looked kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I remember playing with them really young, like the same time I was playing with fucking Weebles, you know, Weebles, yeah. but they don't fall down. Um, <laughs> I remember playing with those at my grandparents' house. So, but yeah, I don't, I don't hate them. I definitely don't hate them. What, what do you hate though, Mike? Uh, I, there's a lot of stuff. But <laughs> one of one of the things that's really pissing me off as of late is selling things called toys that are not meant to fucking be played with. Like, if it's a toy, it should be able to move at its articulation points without breaking. Crockmaster, <laughs> I'm looking at Crockmaster right now. Crockmaster. But, like, I mean, uh, Josh, you and I talked about this a while ago, like, the whole thing with NECA, how they don't classify their collectibles as toys. It's like, if that's the fucking case, then stop giving them articulation points and make them static fucking statues. If it's not meant to move, why are you putting articulation in it? I can't stand that. It drives me batshit crazy. Because, like, I was just looking before the show, I was looking at the uh, Joy Toy releases of the uh, Warhammer 40K figures. I want all of them. They are so gorgeous, but because of the two different packs uh, that I took a chance on with Joy Toy, I know for a fact these are not meant to be played with and barely meant to be posed. Like, it's take them out of the package, find that sweet spot, glue the pieces in, and then leave it. It's like, why are you selling these as toys? They're not toys. They're model kits, or they're, they're you know, staction figures, <laughs> like at least do a Kevin Smith and call them in action figures. Like it's ridiculous. I can't stand that. I want to be able to take the toy out of the package, pose him around, bash him into another toy and not break him. To be fair, the golden days of neck and McFarlane, where it was like the neck, the shoulders and the waist. And that's all you got. Mm-hmm. Those are perfect. Oh, that is to true. be, to be fair back in those days, uh, the neck, shoulders, and waist of those McFarland pieces would instantly break. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I would say, I, now, I, I think with McFarland, I got really lucky because I only ever had a handful of, of the original Spawn stuff break. Um, and it usually was because I was playing around with it. Like, I had the second release zombie Spawn, uh, the one with the chainsaw arm. Yep. I had him, his uh, his forearm busted. And fell off, uh, which I just went out and got another one. <laughs> but, um, and then I think it was, I think his name was Rainius, something like that. The the one curse of Spawn Greek mythology figure. He had yeah. all that weird like rubber goo on him. That all broke off uh, just because it wasn't glued on properly. Um, See, the McFarlane to... toys don't break initially. They break in a few years. Yeah. That's what pisses me off. It's like you're getting instant gratification, but you're not getting any kind of long term, you know, investment with McFarlane. Right. You're just buying something that's going to break in 48 weeks or not for like 48 months. You know what I mean? It's yeah. actually, you know, this uh, we we can jump back in time here because I did completely forget to rant about the fact that uh, and this will go into the thing that I hate. I hate. Uh, I, I, I'm going to fold two in one here. Uh, because one, I hate toy lines that consistently do multiple scales. Oh, God. 
<laughs> Give me one fucking scale. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're doing three and three-fourths inch, fucking stick with it. Don't suddenly switch gears and go, oh, we're doing six inch. Maybe we'll go back to three and three-fourth inch. Yep. Or I equally, like, like uh, for example, the the opposite end of that spectrum is the Jurassic Park Amber Collection to Hammond Collection. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to get fucking halfway through the characters in the Amber Collection, stop it, and redo them all in a different fucking scale? Yep. Which brings me to the second half of that. If you're doing three and three-fourth inch, or let's be fair, any scale of figure that includes a playset, don't give us a cheap fucking playset. Yeah, no cardboard. <laughs> yes. I'm I am so sick of consistently cheap playsets that uh that it's just like what what are you doing? The uh I didn't talk about it in the in the show and tell, partially because it's not that I don't like it, but I got the McFarland Batcave on super clearance. Which is for the what? Si- I, I, are they actually six inch scale? Five. Uh, six. No, they were like five. There were some weird ass Todd did a line of Coke scale. Yeah, it's the it's <laughs> it's the McFarland sixty six Batman line Batcave. Yeah. Uh, and it's so like I'm not upset with it because I paid like eight nine bucks for it, which is the price it should be for the quality it is. Yeah, like the plastic in it is all all feels on par with Final Faction, which is fine if you're paying Final Faction prices for it. Right. If you're not paying Final Faction prices for it, and you buy a playset or vehicle that feels that shitty quality of plastic, <laughs> what are we paying for? Right. You know what I fucking hate? How come if you suck at Transformers, that means you have to get the shitty Transformers? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't they have easy transformations that also look cool? What the fuck? I do feel like that that is that, that is one complaint I will give to Transformers, modern day Transformers, is and, and me and Josh have both talked about this on the show. There are Transformers out there that feel like they are complicated for the sake of being complicated. Almost like somewhere along the line, they were like, we need to give them more transformation for their money. They have to have another 10 steps in there. And it's like, but but why? <laughs> like, why, why do I have to take apart this waste only to turn it once and put it back together? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Why can't I just turn it? it I don't like it. The thing I love about Transformers is that while they're battling... I can jump in the air and turn into a jet and fly off and then turn into a robot and land and beat the crap out of you. Right? Yeah. Right. Not, hold on, I need 25 minutes to turn into a truck to drive away from Megatron. You know who I blame? Michael Bay. <laughs> yes. I blame fucking LeBron James for this bullshit. <laughs> you know what? Michael Bay had a meeting with LeBron James and let him design the Transformers. That motherfucker. That That's... That's why the Michael Bay Transformers look the way they do. It's LeBron's fault. My not, two f- not, oh, 
I was going to say, now I'm picturing this horrific. Uh, you remember the Michael Jackson robot for Moonwalker? Yeah. I'm now picturing a horrific LeBron James Transformer in that same style. You know, it would be like the two from Transformers Dark of the Moon. This super racist ice cream <laughs> trucks. Oh, God. I hate But they'd that. be like slamming dunk and saying yo, yo, yo. And they'd have gold chains. And that would be LeBron James because Michael Bay is secretly like super racist. <laughs> secretly? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a secret. My two favorite Transformers are Twin Twist because the original Twin Twist, you just pull him down and he's transformed. And this Beast Wars is like Beetle Insecticon guy because you pull on his legs and he goes from robot to bug. And it's super quick. It's like those one-step spring formers, like uh, Pterosaur had the same thing. Mm. Um, I just don't have the time to pick it up. What the fuck? What about pop culture properties that can just fuck right off? You're just fucking done with them. Hmm. I'm not done with properties so much as I'm done with the fans co-opting the properties because they've ruined so much shit for me, like the Joker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every edge edgelord white boy that's latched onto the Joker has yeah. sucked all the fun out of the fucking Joker for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, it's kind of how I feel about fucking Deadpool cosplayers because I love Same Deadpool. Same fucking thing. Holy hell. And, th- and that's not to say that. And let me, let me let me back up. I do love cosplayers. I I, enjoy, I miss that from conventions. I was that guy who would ask to, if I could take a photo of awesome costumes when people came up to my table. I'd be like, holy shit, that's really cool. Can I get a photo? And I have a collection of awesome cosplay photos. Like one of my favorites was Master Chef, where it was Master Chief in a chef costume. I fucking love that one. Um, I have plenty of that. But there are people who dress like Deadpool who decide, hey, this is the perfect opportunity for me to be an asshole. And I'm going to I'm going to pretend to be like Deadpool. And it's just like, oh, fuck all the way off with that. So, yes, it, the, yeah. the Joker, same same shtick. Hey, I like Deadpool. That means I'm funny. No, no, it doesn't. It means you're a fucking turd. <laughs> I'm sorry. Exactly. You don't have the, the comedic delivery of Ryan Reynolds. And you don't have his cum catchers. So <laughs> just shut up and stop. And like some of the fun of cosplay is trying to think of a character nobody's done before mm-hmm. or like being new and unique you're gonna walk in any convention there's gonna be five thousand fucking deadpools i also have to say fuck the suicide squad for making everyone cosplay that harley quinn jesus h christ harley <laughs> like, quinn used to be cool now it's just like the female version of deadpool fans yeah it, it's oh. also extremely disturbing like i, I just Okay, in this, maybe I'm just old and out of touch with reality. I don't know. But if you have a daughter who is not an adult, don't let her dress like that Suicide Squad Harley Quinn and then take her to a Comic-Con, because there's a lot of creepy fuckers there. It's just, uh, it disturbs me every time when I see young girls dressed up like that. I don't like it. I don't like it. It bothers me. Be a fucking parent and explain to your daughter why that Harley Quinn version is a, she's a slut. Right. And there's nothing empowering about it. She was just there. So Margot Robbie didn't have to act. Okay. Speaking of daughters, hold on. <laughs> hey, kiddo. I'll try to wrap it up. Wear your pants. I don't want to put them on.
Is that why you're not going to get your book bag? Because you want to put pants on? Come back here. Put those pants on. <laughs> get out of here. I'll get it before you go to bed. Don't worry. Put on pants. I never will. Oh, God. <laughs> Did she say I never will? Yeah. <laughs> let me let me just sidetrack for a second. Give everybody listening some context. Mike, Josh has. She's got a point there. I mean, yeah, yeah. pants suck. They're like prisons. Um, Mike, what's your your daughter, your wife's name? Sorry, Jessica. Uh, has have Jessica and Ruth ever just had a really bad day, and they're just like, "Fuck this shit." I'm sitting on the couch. I'm taking my bra off. Nothing is happening. Oh, yeah. Like, you give me chocolate, you stay the fuck away from me. Yep. For whatever fucking reason. And it's not what I'm implying. Just sometimes women need to shut down. Mm-hmm. Teresa's having one of those days today. Zoe is taking advantage of that by just freeballing around the house <laughs> with no pants. And she wants to change her book bag from... Disney emojis to Pusheen. So I have oh, to go in the garage. Guy. Yeah, the fat cat. And climb a shelf to get a book bag out of a tote. <laughs> Zoe won't go to do it because she'd have to put pants on. And my wife won't do it because she's not getting off the fucking couch because fuck that fucking shit. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, Joker. Deadpool. Thankfully, My Little Ponies kind of died down, and I don't hate them as much because they're kind of back in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, some Marvel fans have really just started to suck a lot. Star Wars fans, unfortunately. Star Wars fans who can't handle a black character or a woman. Yeah. Because Star Wars. I feel like Star Wars, it, it, there, there's a twofold thing to, to the shitty fandom. There's the people like that, the the pieces of shit that just hate people that aren't white, apparently, aren't white males. Um, like, fuck those guys because they're they're loud. They're a they're a vocal minority, but they're fucking loud as hell. Um, but then you have the the ones that you cannot criticize anything Star Wars. Otherwise, you are not a fan. Fuck you. I hate yeah. those fans, too. No. Because now, and I know this is a topic for another time, Josh and I have discussed at great length our likes and dislikes of the the Disney trilogy. Um, And both of us can understand each other's point without wanting to kill each other. I have said to some people that I'm not a fan of The Last Jedi, and I've had my head bitten off. Like, basically accused of being one of those psycho gross fanboys who didn't like it because it had a black guy and an Asian woman. Hey, listen, fuck you. How, how fucking dare you not like a movie about the slowest car chase in the universe? How dare you? (laughs) Exactly. How how dare you not appreciate Admiral Haldo's useless sacrifice? How dare you? (laughs) The argument I always hear is, well, at least it did something different. And it's like, Okay, but that's not what I'm paying for. It's in the middle of a trilogy. Yeah, I'm sure did the, do something different. I'm paying for the next chapter in that story. Uh, did something different by being like, hey, you know those things you want? Fuck you. Exactly. So and now, it's gone. Like that, like that 
thing I sent you guys the other night. If I wanted something different, I want Wes Anderson Star Wars. That I'd pay money to go see. So you guys might enjoy this Give somewhere. Give Cage Star Wars. Yeah. Fuck yes. It popped up online, the concept art for the follow-up to Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what Alex, Tre- I think it's Alex Trevorrow, what he had planned to do to follow up Last Jedi and I think it would have been more satisfying than Rise of Skywalker. Or whatever. What's the third one? I don't fucking know. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, Rise of Skywalker, which is basically like we're trying to make everybody happy and then just run away from it. Yeah. Now, now this is something that I will consistently say. And this this is by no means uh, trying to excuse the shoddily thrown together resolutions and story points. By no means trying to defend it. But I do need to point out that suddenly, after The Last Jedi, they didn't have script Dr. Carrie Fisher there to try to stand there and be like, what are you guys fucking doing? That makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to be fair, she also wasn't there for the final edit of uh last jedi which again i think there's that that is part of the reason it came out the way it did yeah is because behind the scenes she she was a driving force as to how like what ended up on screen and she probably wouldn't have liked princess leia in space I, oh, I I think she was totally on board with that because it was the first chance she got to be like, yes, I have powers. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I really think uh, her death is is a huge factor in why that trilogy ended the way it did. I agree. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm not saying I'm not saying that should excuse it. But I believe it's a factor. The. I mean, I have no idea what the plot would have been, but this artwork for this movie that never happened seemed to address that in that instead of just opening with the funeral, Leia left some sort of message with R2 again, harkening back to New Hope. And then they bring back Luke as a force ghost who's more interactive, kind of paying back to Obi-Wan saying, I'll be more powerful if you strike me down. Mm -hmm. So there's some sort of fight with him and Kylo. Um, and then there's artwork of Chewbacca beating the crap out of the Knights of Ren instead of just being a background merchandise mover, which is the only reason he's in the movies. Um, Kylo's full-blown bad guy, and there's none of the Emperor coming back. Uh, it's Kylo's, like, turn to the dark side. And then Rey facing off with him at the end with a double lightsaber, like, uh, in yellow. And then the movie ends with her going to some sort of Jedi training ground that we never knew about. Of See, I, I really hiding. again, I really think a lot of the problems with Rise of Skywalker uh, stem from the editing and their decision to cut important story point scenes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like, right. I think the movie itself is fine. I think they just did a disservice cutting important story points i i have a i have a ton of problems with it but yes all, all the my main 
beef with with Rise of Skywalker is all story. Like it's it's all the fact that this is part two of a trilogy, and we just said like, hey, all that stuff in part one that we left you hanging on, fuck you. Like that just that really bothers me. Oh, see, I was I was talking about. Uh, sorry, you, you're you're talking last. Jedi. Jedi. I meant I meant Rise of Skywalker specifically because there are so many plot points that were supposed to be in that movie that were cut out. Like the fact that, uh, regard, let's ignore how ridiculous the entire, like, Wayfinder thing is. Oh, God, yeah. Because, hey, it's all Star Wars. It's all ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but they never bothered to bring up the fact that he had to go to the ruins of Vader's castle on Mustafar to find it. Which is why it was so force sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like I think that in itself is is a huge plot point. Instead of like, hey, I went to this weird planet that we never actually name and dug up this ancient Sith thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know what else pisses me off? Let me change the subject because we're going a long Star Wars rant. We'll have Facebook, right? Oh yeah. Do we have those friends that are our age that like to post things that say, like, my generation is more badass than the current generation because Ugh, X, Y, and Z? Fucking because hate that. we stayed out until 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. And it's just completely lost on them. It's like, every generation does this. Like, my generation is more tough than your generation. We're yeah. the World War II generation. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck you. You're old now. You officially are oblivious to how fucking clueless you are. <laughs> yep. I hate it. The, the only things even close to that that I'll post is stuff like I miss ska, <laughs> or, I I miss I miss the '90s because <laughs> it's like yes I am old and I'm addressing that I miss my youth, but it's never like my people were better because of fill in the blank. Yeah, like I'm not better than generation whatever label they have right now because I swam in the canal. No, I was an idiot. <laughs> exactly. That doesn't make and, me better. And let's be honest, every generation has done some fucking idiotic thing like that. Yeah, like, I'm better because my parents let me stay out until 11 o'clock at night? No, my we're, parents were horrible. Okay, we're, just, we're, we're better because our parents were never home. What? What were you going to say, Josh? Just because I feel like I, I need to steer this back into this direction, mm-hmm. our generation was better because we had the best toys. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One um, last. If this generation's got better video games. Uh, Arguable. <laughs> are we are we really gonna say that the Gun Media Friday the Thirteenth game is better than the Nintendo one? They kind of both suck. Uh, <laughs> I don't I play mean, either. I hey, listen, like... we didn't get that purple and blue Jason for nothing. I right. okay. Nintendo okay. gave us that. All right, all right, all right. Here is something I did forget to mention under the things I got this week that ties into this whole video game thing. I on on Prime Day I bought the it's a Japanese or Chinese knockoff system called Super Console X Pro. Um, it has fifty thousand ROMs on it. And Does it work? Oh, oh yeah. No, not now. Granted, some of the arcade ROMs don't. Like I've tried to like I tried to play Killer Instinct and it was like. 
yeah, corrupted file. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's understandable. It's 50,000 ROMs on a little tiny square system that, you know, plugs into your TV. Um, but I played a fuck ton of uh, SNES and Genesis and NES and Commodore 64 and freaking weird homebrew mashup games. And I was having a fucking blast playing these old 8 and 16-bit video games. And then I later on that night, I started finishing my replay of Resident Evil 2, the remake. And they're good for different reasons. Like, old school games are fun to just be able to plug it in and be like, all right, I'm just going to play for an hour. And you just literally pick it up and play. You don't need to know how to play the game. You figure it out as soon as you figure out the button mapping. And it's like, all right, I'm good. I can I can beat that guy. That guy's a bad guy. Kill him. That's power. Grab that. It's that joy of, like, why we all love Shredder's Revenge so much. But then playing the uh, Resident Evil remake, it's like, this is something you hunker down and sink your teeth into and get involved in the way you do with a movie. You know, so it's it's fun for different reasons. But there's something about those classic games that it's just the, the joy of being able to just kill an hour having fun and not getting like, you know, try not not feeling like you didn't get anywhere for an hour. What's the highest system that it goes to? Dreamcast. Okay. It's got PlayStation 1, uh, Dreamcast, Sega CD, 32X, Genesis. Got a bunch of Japanese stuff. It's got ColecoVision and television. Does it um, have Nintendo 64? Yes. And they work? Um, yeah. Here's the oh, thing, shit. though. Not all the games are going to be there that you remember. Like, one of the PlayStation ones that pissed me off is I was super excited because I was like, oh, hey, Resident Evil 2 is on here. I'll just play it on here. I turned it on. All of the language, like, and you can't change the language. It's all in French for some reason. Oh. And I'm like, well, that sucks. <laughs> so can't play that. Um, but then there's games like uh, I was playing Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver, and I'm like, this works just fine. And then for, for the N64, they have like, hey, here's Mario 64. And then here was a bunch of weird homebrews, like a, a version of freaking Mario Sunshine, but in the Mario 64 engine. Like, it was bizarre, and that was buggy as all hell. You know what's so, a hugely underrated system? People like it now more than anything is uh, GameCube. Oh, I loved GameCube. GameCube yeah, was no, awesome. I, I had a blast with GameCube. And what's this thing called? The Super, Super Console X Pro. Super Console X Pro! It's, yeah, it's 50. There's a couple that have like 144,000 ROMs on there. But I was like, all right, let's let's be honest here. 50,000 ROMs, I am never going to play that many ROMs. And when I grabbed it on uh, Prime Day, it was like 70-something bucks. Well, there's um, a lot of, like, Kinhank, Super Console, X-Pro, Retro Video Game Console, a classic games gaming console. $121. <laughs> this comes with 117,000 games. <laughs> yep. Holy shit. So I have, like... Uh, an older thing called the Ouya mm -hmm. that I have games on that can go as high as Super Nintendo. Um, but this is like preloaded. This is pretty cool. The one I thing I, I did play that I loved was uh, I never had a Dreamcast and I got a chance to finally play Mortal Kombat Gold, which is basically MK4 with new characters. Mm -hmm. And I played the fuck out of that for a while. I was like, this is I'm finally playing as Baraka in Mortal Kombat 4 because I only had the PlayStation version. My brother had a uh, jailbroken Dreamcast so he could play a Japanese wrestling game mm -hmm. and he could play House of the Dead with light guns. 
And I love that system because the Sonic game was really good in that. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it had this like mini game with Big the Cat mm-hmm. that was fishing. That was one of those like they gave it. To, you could clearly tell they gave it to like a developer. Like somebody in the team like, OK, Bob, you take care of this fishing game. And he made this like super deep, massive fishing game. Mm. It really does nothing, but I like that more than the actual Sonic the Hedgehog game <laughs> of this cartoon cat that would go fishing. Because I don't know how to fish, but it was like I could play fish with this Sonic the Hedgehog character. I do remember back in the in the mid nineties and and well mid and late nineties how easy it was to jailbreak stuff like PlayStation and Dreamcast and all that and uh, play Japanese games. Like I, I had a friend who was importing Japanese games and then burning them. And um, all you had to do for the PlayStation was you needed like a little spring and there was a button at the back of the the PlayStation, like inside the tray. Yeah, you just had that as long as that was pressed down and you could play Japanese games on it. Um, But yeah, anyway, back to stuff that pisses us off (laughs) when you buy something that doesn't work properly. Yeah, don't go on Facebook and say your generation's better. And the farther back you go, so if your parents are doing it, it's twice as worse. Yeah, because sad, sad they're oblivious to how shitty they were as parents. Um, and for the love of fucking God, just give it up with politics. Just stop. <laughs> yes, please. It's enough. Just just shut the fuck up. I don't care what your position is. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm done. Like, no more fucking politics. They don't care about you. Just shut up. Shut the fuck up. It's not sports. This isn't the Bills versus the fucking Patriots. Shut your goddamn mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of angry, Warner. Oh, Warner. <laughs> oh, thank you for joining me again for what is now the third installment of Warner's Woes. And let me tell you, this is quite a big woe that I found quite often to be plagued with. I simply don't understand why sexual lubrication needs multiple applications. It should be like a machined oil. I shouldn't have to reapply a lubrication every five to 10 minutes because of the speed and friction being created. I should be able to put on a single lubricant and go for years. I don't understand why it simply wears down as quickly as it does. Is it not a synthetic lubricant? Am I not part machine for my ability to thrust at the speed that I do? This makes no sense to me. Do you hear me, Durex? And other companies that make lubrication, lifestyles, all of you make better lubrication. I shouldn't have to reapply midway. And while we're at it, let's talk about the flavors. Why does cherry taste like medicine? Why does grape taste like medicine? Why does chocolate taste like medicine? Instead of using a lubrication that talks of, t- says it tastes of cherries, simply use cherry juice and wash yourself incredibly well. Or better yet, get some beautiful Valhallen figure to lick it off of you. It's a way to remove lubrication that I guarantee you you will enjoy. If you want a chocolate lubrication, use chocolate sauce. If you want a strawberry lubrication, squeeze fresh strawberries upon yourself and lubricate yourself with its juice. If you want fish oil, smack yourself with fishes. It's that simple. If you don't believe me, try it yourself. Just don't stick a strawberry inside of you. It can go very wrong. 
<laughs> Smack yourself with fishes. All right, guys, I have a question. Oh, Josh, you're probably the only one that knows. If not, I'm going to have to Google it. Is Warner married? I don't know. Let's find out. Because if he's not, who's he? Then he is an eligible bachelor. Is <laughs> Warner Herzog married? I wonder if he's got like a 25 year old Asian wife or something. All right. Werner Herzog. He was married to Marjorie Grothman from 1967 to 1985. Christine Maria Ebenberg from 1977 to 1997. And he's currently married to Lena Herzog. He married her in 1999. Lena Herzog is a Russian-born visual artist and photographer. She's 52 years old. And looks like Priscilla Presley. And let me tell you, she is an expert at leaning back and taking this dick. <laughs> I was not expecting that. She does that. quite an excellent job at wernering my Herzog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord. Oh, God. All right, guys, you ready for the Hall of Fame? Yes. The Boglin won. Our first winner of the new round or whatever. Um, I think that was a nostalgia kind of thing. So I will go first because I won. This isn't a winner, but I wanted to throw it out there. Do you guys remember the trend of those little spring arm guys that would clip to uh, your parents' rearview mirror in their car? Oh, yeah. I don't know what you would call those things. Mirror dangler um, or something. Mirror clings. Mirror cling. I'm nominating the Freddy Krueger that everybody had. With the pinchy arms that would hang in your parents' car. That was oh my, my first Freddy Krueger figure. And I had it forever. I can see that actually winning, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's my nominee. I love those things. Just like Garfield, suction cup Garfield. Um, it just, you know, Freddie had the weirdest merchandise for the longest time. That was one of them. I love the, the ones I had like that, that I loved were from the, uh, the original Batman, the Michael Keaton Batman movie. Yes. Um, they were the, they were, they had like the grappling hook with the suction cup and yep. it was Batman and Joker. I, I got those from Spencer's and I fucking loved them. Yeah, you always got those at Spencer's, and I had... Holy shit, you guys. What? (laughs) Magnolia Bakery that did the amazing uh, Magnolia's Muffins. The the same uh, comedian who did the uh, the shoes video Mm -hmm. did a new Magnolia Bakery video. It just hit 24... Yep, Breakfast Loaves. (laughs) <laughs> I will be watching this is, that. This is breaking. This needed to be told. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Um, is that your nomination, Josh? Breakfast no, actually, uh, my nomination is the uh, Kenner DC Laughing Gas Joker from Batman the Animated Series. 
Oh, that's a good one. That that's, very that's... first Joker with that like water cannon and the the mask of his smile. That's a gas mask. Yeah, that's a good figure. That was a great Joker figure. You know, like, oh man, I loved. Them. I didn't have a lot of them, but I loved them at the same time. You could ne- there was never enough villains. There's always like ten thousand Batman's, and then like you'd have that one you found like Scarecrow or Killer Croc or whatever. Yep. Joker was never around. You know. But I I only had Man Bat and Scarecrow from that line. Um, God, I had the first correct Batman, but I lost his cape, and then I got Froggy, and I messed him up with like a an Exacto knife, and I made him. Hardack Batman, which was like from the first episode where there's like the robot Batman, mm-hmm. or not the first episode, but like in that first year. Um, and I still have that, but like I was always kind of like adverse to I didn't want like neon yellow Batman with like suction cup grappling claw. I believe if we're if we're being technical, that would be the heart of steel Batman, right? Heart of steel Batman. Thank you, Josh. Uh, Mike, can you beat Laughing Gas Joker? I cannot, but uh, I, it's been a while since I picked a kind of a stranger figure. I mean, this I guess this this series has a lot of fans, but uh, I'm going to go with the Street Sharks Big Slamu. Ooh. Oh, dude, that's that's tough. You just brought out the big guns. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those like I I only had like one or two of the Street Sharks. And I obviously played with them with my Ninja Turtles because they kind of fit in that that grouping. Um, but yeah, Big Slamu, I, I had a lot of fun with him. <laughs> it's just this big bruiser of a, of a toy. Those were like great toys, but back then they were a little too expensive. And I always yeah. remember like looking at them and being like, ah, they're like they were over the ten dollar price point. They were like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. And I was always like, no, I can't. See, do this. I. I had him and I think it was what was the whale dude's name? Oh god, with the tongue? Moby Lick or something like yeah, that? He was yeah. really cool. Those were the two that I had. Um and I, I my I think it was my aunt who got I got him for my birthday one year, and I think it was my aunt. Uh basically it was the whole like, well, you like Ninja Turtles, so <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Because I wasn't really like street sharks weren't really on my radar, but once I had them, it's like, okay, these are really fun. Yeah. I always wanted the lobster, never got it. I don't even think I saw that, dude. It was one of the later ones. They had, like, yeah. um, Dr. Paranoid. There was the lobster guy. There was, uh, God, there was a fish with, like, different drill attachments on its nose. Oh, wow, I didn't even know about those ones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to look, do some Street Sharks research. There was that Mattel Creations street shark launched i don't know if that ever went anywhere oh the overpriced street sharks thing yeah because i feel like they would have been out by now yeah honestly oh no they were released oh they came out people got them because nobody talked about them how was the quality do you remember um there are full pixel dan reviews oh jesus i should have paid attention and i didn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah i totally missed that too um okay cool well guys this is the end of this this fucking episode. <laughs> fuck, yeah. fuck, fuckity fuck. Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, we are taking next week off because I'm taking a vacation. And 
Then we'll be back and we're going to talk about San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, it's probably good that we're not going to be on next week because there's going to be a lot of like, we'll miss a lot of news. There's going to be a lot of conjecture. Uh, so we'll have a full week for like all the companies to announce and put out pictures. And uh, I don't even want to like speculate where we're going to see because you can never tell. Um, but I expect high prices from Hasbro. Mm-hmm. And I expect NECA to sell that thing you bought already, but with an extra point of articulation. And hey, and by the time we come back, maybe our uh, maybe our NECA exclusives will be shipping. It's about time if they do. Here's hoping. Um, so yeah, we'll be back. This is Mike saying, play with your toys. This is Werner saying, play with yourself. <laughs> I agree with Werner. <laughs> All right, guys. See ya. Bye. creepy.com on the world wide web must i say it again did you not listen count creepy c o u n t k r e e p y ah